Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. Oh, we're back, we're back, we're back. And this is, this is going to be a fun episode. It might be the best one we've ever done. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's no, funny. No bias here. You'll, if you, yeah, we're, by we're, now, they've seen the social, like the promo <laughs> image, so they, they know what this, exactly. this episode is about. But anyway. That's, that's why we're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but right. yeah, no, you're good. Everything is good. Oh, everything's going well. I mean, you know, co- considering what's happening in the world. I, mean, <laughs> I know. I'm like, you 2020 I, good? You have to like. <laughs> yeah. There's different levels. 2019 good. <laughs> Are you 2020 good though? <laughs> different. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, like I said, I consider myself blessed, you know, given everybody else's circumstances and looking at what people are going through. So I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no uh, grounds to complain. Yeah. I'm with you. I am with you. So. Yeah. So we have a music tip. I think you literally just got it off the top of your head right before uh, we push record. I, I, there are days when I do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh-huh. actually. Uh, I got this off the top of my head maybe about 30 minutes ago. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's more time. Good. That's a little bit more time. <laughs> no, but I, I, what, what I do is, and, and just, you know, you, so you all don't think I'm like willy-nilly not thinking about it seriously, like actually <laughs> considering what, what you know, what would be good for you all to actually do what's a real good tip. Um, you know, I, I think about basically what, what what I'm doing and how how my business is running and also just looking at other people who are having success and just think about you know what what are are the the, the tips and tricks that people are doing but one thing um that I I saw and this and this is not even just music there was a person on on YouTube of course, of course everybody has their YouTube channels now mm-hmm. but uh she um put together her journey of um, her trading journey. So she's a day trader and she was just uh, oh. documenting uh, her journey of actually how she started learning it. And it was, you know, it was real time documentation of, you know, her process. And she was just sharing that. And of course, all these people started following her and everything else. So she's got a, a decent sized following. And it was just, but it was very well produced. It was like her own. Uh, own production. Of course, she's using like, um, so they call it lo-fi. These youngsters, they call it lo-fi, <laughs> but it's actually yeah. neo soul music. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's my son. He listens to lo-fi. Or yes, something. instrumental neo soul. That's what that right, is. But, right, right, <laughs> but, right. Uh, but no, I was just, uh, you know, I was actually just digging into the channel. I was watching a lot of the, the episodes that she's had, and they're not long. They're pretty short. Mm-hmm. And so she was documenting her journey, and that's that's the tip. It's basically to document your journey. It doesn't have to be super produced or anything, you know, even what these YouTubers are doing. It doesn't have to be all that. Just basically, you know, take either video clips or snapshots, photos. Um, and it's just basically, for number one, for you to remember where you came from. 
Yeah. And and actually what you've been through to get to where you are. But also it's it's helpful for other people if you feel like sharing it, you know, that's that's fine if you don't. Mm-hmm. But but it's a lot of great information that you can glean from your your older self that yeah. you would say, because it's sort of if you know, looking back at the the youth around you, you would look at them, you know, give them advice. But, you know, you would see yourself, you know, what what uh, what could I have done differently or, yeah. you know, what are some learning th- um, pieces, learning nuggets that I can get from some of the mistakes that I've made. And, and it's just a, a really good way to just learn from yourself. But also, if you feel like it, sharing it and helping other people learn. That's all. That's really cool. And I think that this is such a good time to to do stuff like that because we're all having so many interesting twists and turns right, in right. our journey. And and even if it's not like you're doing any major work or whatever, just the thought process processes and you know, the things that we're just kind of struggling through in our mind and yeah. you know, with our own personal kind of just stuff. <laughs> so it uh, is a yeah. good time. Yeah, and, and, and it's so people you know, that's how people connect is, you know, storytelling is king, man. Storytelling is so important and it really can allow, you know, others to genuinely connect with you. Yeah. Um, Well, Jesus taught in parables. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. But um, good. Yeah. No, I think that's a great tip. And if you guys don't have your YouTube channels like up and moving, please let that be an assignment for you. Get that YouTube channel moving. It's it's like your home of of and you can monetize it if you do it yep. right. So you know, get it, get it moving because because it really it really does have so much value. So, yep. Any rate, that's it. That's it. Good music tip. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team, not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use our promo code Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. So what are we doing today? Uh, you have to introduce today. <laughs> <laughs> like pink, like pink, Pinky and the Brain. It's like, right. hey, Brain, what are we going to do today? <laughs> today right. We're going to try to take over the world. Uh, 
Oh, Lord. But no, we're, we, uh, we decided collectively mm-hmm. that uh, we should, you know, uh, we're interviewing all these people and, and giving you their backstories and, and uh, showing you how they made it into the industry and what their journey's been like. And we decided that for uh, this episode and the next one, we're going to um, give you our journeys. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to share our processes and how we got to where we are uh, in our music business careers. And, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a process and it's still <laughs> in process. <laughs> always. It's always. always in process. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought that this would be a good way because we're getting a lot of new listeners too. And right, right. a lot of times we kind of briefly, quickly say what we do, but a lot of people don't necessarily know the backstory. So, yep. yeah. So, so that's good. I get so, to be I get to be the guest today. <laughs> yes, uh, we decided ladies first, and uh, you get to go first. So, uh, I'm going to interview. Uh, Ms. Kenya McGuire Johnson. And um, yeah, so Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dr. Smith, it's such a pleasure to be here on the podcast. So I just played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. you've you've been uh been grinding in this music industry for a while and uh mm. you've had some awesome success. You've had some awesome experiences and mm. and let alone you have some awesome music. So mm, this you. is you're very welcome, and <laughs> it, it's a it's a pleasure to to be always be working with you uh, on mm. our podcast weekly podcast episode. So, uh, but I I want you to give the listeners a backstory background on what got you into mm. music number one, but then also um, how did you st- sort of get your first successes in your music career? Oh wow. This is so funny. This is actually, I didn't even think about this till you started talking. Um, right before we pushed record, uh, my main producer texted me and sent me a picture and was like, you know, this is a throwback Thursday. Like so many years ago, we were in the UK touring. Wow. Like, And it was, and then, but what's even crazier is seven years ago today, the day we're recording, which is October 22nd, just to give reference, Seven years ago today was when I first recorded my first song with that producer. It came up on my Facebook memory. (laughs) So it's just kind of a little weird, but... um, That's time, yeah. And I know, divine timing just is always amazing to me. But yeah, as far as background, I mean... You know, I, it's funny. I we asked our guests this question, and I know it's a long, you know, it can be a long-winded answer. And I'm like, ooh, how can I say this in a short way? But um, you know, I grew up with just music around me. My my father was a musician. He never went pro, really, but um, but I've just always had music around me since I can remember. And mm-hmm. um, we just, I grew up with every funk, R and B, jazz. album around me and my dad would just play music from the time we woke up literally like to the time we went to bed so the house would just be 
just always having music involved. And my mom wasn't an artist, but she was really patient with that because <laughs> yep. the house was so noisy. Because <laughs> my dad is also a drummer. So drums wow. are loud in a house. You know, we he was in the basement, but they're loud. They're loud. And we, he also had all the percussion, you know, the congas and the bongos right, right. and the, all of that stuff. So... And we had a piano and I played the uh, flute and we just had a loud house. So I just always, so for me, music, literally, I say this on my website, but it really was like air. Like it was, it wasn't, I, I don't want to say it wasn't special, but it wasn't, it was just normal. It was, right, it wasn't right. something that I looked at like, oh, this is like this special art that we, it was, this is how we live. This is how we move. This is, and it taught me a lot about myself also as just as a black person, because the music my dad would play was from like the black diaspora. So it would be from, you know, the jazz would incorporate so many different beats. And because he was a drummer, you know, you're incorporating a lot of the African um, aspects of music and, you know, and then moving into the Latin American side. And so I just, it just was very normal for me, but um, so that's how I kind of got introduced to music. And I didn't really start, I guess, saying, oh, I should sing until, um, you know, I got a little bit older. I think my first solo was when I was eight years old. And then I just started getting active in school. And I was that one black, (laughs) that one black uh, singer. I I feel like so many black singers say, you know, I began in the church. Well, yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you you grew up in Denver, right? I grew up in Denver, but... Black people from Denver go to church. I, I don't want people to think that, oh, they don't go to church. But um, yes, I grew up in Denver. But I mean, a my lot of family, people are asking, are there black people in Denver? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are, believe it or not. Although there are fewer, I think, now than there were when I was growing up, which right. is very weird Like that it has decreased in this time. But um, I think Denver is only about 9% black. Mm, okay. Like it's really low. I think when I was growing up, it was closer to 14 or something like that. But um but yeah, it it and and so I, I was you know starting to do more music, um, but I w- was doing it in school. I wasn't really doing it in the church. And and my my dad, my grandfather was a minister, so my dad had to go to church like every day growing up in the South in North Carolina. And he pretty much told us, he said, you know, listen, I love the Lord, and we're gonna talk about God and what that means. And here's the Bible. We not going to church every day. Like he just, I think he literally right. just got very burnt out. And so I, I really commend my parents for teaching me early about just energy yes. and God and not getting caught up in religion. They were yep. very good about that. And so for music was almost like a religion for us. And so once I got into, you know, high school and I just got more formal in my you know, I had already taken many lessons in, in playing the piano and the flute, and I was in all kinds of choirs singing. And so by high school things, you know, you just mature. And I was then started to get into musical theater. And music was really life. But for whatever reason in my brain, I just didn't think that that was a career. Because I right, didn't right. see people. Yeah, this was the this was the... I don't make any regrets or anything, but my dad, I saw my dad still working a lot of jobs and music wasn't one of them. That's not where he was getting his income. So I think gotcha. just growing up, I didn't see music as a way to buy a house <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, I saw my parents work really hard to keep their house. And I think I say this because as artists, I think it's really important that we breathe and we live it so that 
our younger generations and our children, they see us and they see us actually making livings off of that so that they mm-hmm. understand they take artistry more seriously or understand at least it has the option of, of bringing you a career, even if you're not, you know, on the main screen or on the main right, stage. Right, right. So I didn't really see that. So, you know, I went on to college. I went to HU, you know, to Howard. Yep. And I had made in my mind, all right, I'm kind of done with music. I'm going to be serious now. And I'm going to, you know, use my science math brain, which I was always really good in. And so <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> literally was just like, oh, well, no more music. And I majored in like chemical engineering when I started Howard. But you know, reality hit very fast. I changed my major from chemist from chemical engineering. That was ridiculous. Um, but I also, I just literally saw one of my, there was a girl on my, in my building in the quad in my dorm who was like friends of a friend. Anyway, she came on the floor like the first week of, you know, being on campus saying, does anybody sing? I'm going to try out for this choir. I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> does anybody <laughs> sing? And I just said, mm, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't sing no more. Like, that's literally what, and, and mind wow. you, in high school, I was Dorothy in The Wiz. We did The Wiz. I was Dorothy in The Wiz. I was Maria in West Side Story. I was Golda in Fiddler on the Roof. Like, I, I was heavy in music. I was in wow. citywide, statewide choirs, jazz ensembles. But for whatever reason, my little limited 17-year-old brain thought, time to get serious, you know? So I didn't say anything when she said that. And what ended up happening, my roommate, though, did know that I sang. And my roommate was there. She's like, Kenya sings. Kenya, you should do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That was the the witness. (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? And so Uh the girl, her name was Tina. Tina was like, you got to do this with me. You got to go and audition. I'm like, I'm not auditioning. I'm not doing all of that. And so... She finally convinced me. I said, okay, fine. Because I'm thinking, oh, we're just going to some little choir on campus. I don't care. Whatever. I'll just, mm-hmm. man, oh, little man. Little did you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm bringing emphasis to this story because this is how I met Will. Is I, yep. yeah, tried out for Howard's Gospel Choir. And oh, my goodness. I was scared. I mean, I had agreed I was going to do it. And then I start hearing these auditions. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Kenya's not going to make this choir. These, these children are singing, you know. So I was really scared. And, but anyway, I did make the choir. Um, and that's where, you know, I met Will. And, and honestly, yeah. that choir, we've talked about, you know, HGC in our podcast. And it, it was really pivotal on many levels. It, it, it really trained me even more vocally and spiritually and self-esteem and 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 so much and um the director paul gatling who we've talked about our philius paul gatling the third um forget it he would he would pull me sometimes and i wouldn't talk about this really with the choir because i was very I'm, i'm and i'm still a very introverted like i don't I'm not energized with a whole bunch of people doing a lot of stuff around me like that. Right, <laughs> so right. it was hard, honestly, for me sometimes in the choir because everybody has so much energy and I would just kind of like kind of melt because I just, while I, I loved it, I loved it. It just, I, it was hard for me to always be on. Right, um, right. And Paul knew that he recognized that in me. And so instead of putting me on the spot, you know, he did put me on the spot. Um, big time when I first got in the choir because um, and I have to tell this quick story because I think this is important for you guys. You never know who's watching you. Yep. 
you guys got to understand you don't know who's watching you and you don't know what they're thinking. And you think you know what people are thinking. <laughs> you think, you know, oh, they're doing this. They must be that. And then we go down this really crazy road, right? Um, but when I auditioned, <laughs> Paul, the entire audition had his head down. Like he had his hands covering his eyes with like his head down. Like that kind of disgusted, like, oh God, Jesus, what am I and here I am singing. I'm like, oh, Lord, I might as well stop. Like, he, he ain't even looking at me. Like, he, this is... So, but come to find out when he announced, you know, who made it to the choir, which he, he told a story for every person. I don't know, Will, do you remember what he said when, when you got accepted? Do you remember I that? Don't, I don't even remember. I, I mean, I, I remember that, not, not that you mentioned that I remember that moment, but I, I yeah. had no idea what he said. It was it was crazy because every he was so this man was so brilliant and he he literally like had a story for like every <laughs> every person that he had you know there was a lot of us that were you know you know got into the choir but um, when he got to me and he you know had said that I made it and I was like oh lord what's he gonna say what's he gonna say I'm already embarrassed I'm already like I can't believe it but. Um, he said, this child here, he said, I had to cover my face. I had to put my head down because I was crying. She made me cry during her audition. And I didn't mm. want her to see that. And I was like, oh. And so that became kind of a running joke. You know, you're the only one that made Paul cry. I'm like, well, I don't. Wow. I think that lyrically the song I sang is a very, very powerful um, song called Joy. And it's just, it's the lyrics. Honestly, it's, it's an easy song to sing because lyrically is so good and you can right, really get right. into it. But anyway, so yeah, so that, and, but Paul would pull me to the side and he would say often, you know, you need to do music. You know, this is what your major, like, this is what you really came here for. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, nope. Nope, I'm a physical <laughs> therapy major. Because I had already switched my major. I'm like, I ain't switching no more. I'm 18, 19 years old. I don't know what I'm doing anyway, but nope, I'm not doing that. And so, um, yeah, I just, wow. and I graduated and I was practicing physical therapy because I, as I said, I was, that ended up being my major and I, you know, did really well financially as a physical therapist. You make, made really good income graduating, um, and what would happen, I, I stopped music after getting out of Howard. I didn't do anything else. Mm. I, I did like an occasional background singing with um, the group Hugh, where we had mm -hmm. Shauna Tucker and Marie Tree Garrett, their group. Um, they would ask me to sing, you know, background for them here and there. But I didn't take it seriously. Um, and I just started moving away and away from it. And I remember, it was probably right before, I was in my mid to late 20s, and I ran into Paul at Union Station in D.C., and he said, okay, when are you going to just sing? When, when are you going to just do this? Like, I'm tired of keep telling you this. And I was like, I'm not doing that, Paul. Like, I love you. I love you so much. But I'm not doing that. So... <laughs> And he just said, yes, you are. And he just, like, that was it. Like, he walked away. Like, he had he didn't even exactly. say, hi, how are you? Like, <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, and he just always planted that in me. And, you know, long story short, in my mid-30s is when I really decided. I, I was, I think I probably went through, I, I know I was going through a depression. And it was just a lot going on in my personal life um, between kids and family and marriage and all that. At that time, it was just hectic and I wasn't doing anything creative. So mm. that's actually what got me 
between I did a spiritual retreat because I, I knew that God was trying to tell me something, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> that he was trying to tell me, but I could feel it. I could feel the weight like of, and I just kept hearing the voice of like, there's something else. And I didn't, and it's like, and, and that's all I was being told. There's something else. I, I wasn't really told much more than that, but after really getting serious about me and finding out who I am, that's when the music became clear that it was something I needed to get back into. And I know this may seem sound a little abstract, but I don't know, Will, do you sometimes like hear voices like not, I don't, <laughs> don't want to sound crazy, <laughs> but like where you'll just hear like a message or you'll feel something or you'll see yeah, something. Well, so I, the way I get messages is uh, either through uh, either a billboard um, mm. something on TV and it pops out and it and the way it pops out is like you you see stuff on TV you know you see signs and everything everywhere every day mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the way I know that it this, this is something to pay attention to it's sort of like it comes off in relief it's like uh, mm. you see it a little bit more strong stronger than you would normally see it and it's yeah and you're sort of focused on it so that that's one way and then I, I rarely uh, so to, to answer your question, <laughs> I have, but that's rare. Like, I'll, yeah. I won't get like a direct voice or something saying something. Uh, yeah. That's probably happened two or three times I can count yeah. in my life. So that's yeah. rare. Yeah. And I, 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 I bring this up because I, and I'm going to start talking about this more because I think we're in, you know, <laughs> this 2020 pandemic there, there's just a lot that's actually happening on another higher vibrational level mm-hmm. and and i think that people have to start really thinking about this and i know that it can seem very abstract but we've got to start understanding ourselves bigger like there's a bigger thing <laughs> going mm-hmm. on and i know for me my whole life you know clearly i'm a very auditory person so i receive you know i receive things the, the way that I'm able to learn, the way that I'm able to receive, the way that I'm able to adjust is usually by what I hear. I've always had a very strong ear. And I think it's, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if it's because I grew up in a house mm-hmm. that pushed so much audio stuff that it forced my ear to always, or if my just spirit self came here with that. Because I learn most by, like, if I'm at a lecture, I do better just listening. And then I'll yep. kind of write some bullets. So I hear a lot. And so I'm the same I, way. Yeah. I, I have to hear yeah. things in order to learn it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so what was happening is I was hearing, <laughs> like, it wouldn't, it, sometimes you're talking to yourself. So you kind of hear your voice, right? You know, like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. You mm-hmm. can kind of hear your voice, right? That would happen, but it wouldn't be in my voice. And that's what I try to explain to people. Imagine if you were hearing yourself talking to yourself, but it was in a male voice or it was mm-hmm. <laughs> in a different sounding voice. That's how I've learned, oh, that's when spirit is talking. That's when, you know, ancestors are talking. That's when something else is talking. That's right. not really me per se. It's something else going on. And that was just happening a lot. And that's, that's I started paying attention to that. And um, it was guiding me. It was telling me, okay, you need to go and you need to figure out Kenya a bit more. You need to spiritually connect differently to God. You need to understand God different than the way you were raised or, or went through college or whatever, understanding God, because there's another relationship that he wants you to have with him. And I could just hear that. I could feel that. It was my gut telling me that. And that's really what made me starting to get back to music. 
Mm-hmm. And everything just literally, I there was very little that I have done in the past decade that I Googled or that I sat and was like, hmm, how do I, I mean, once I accepted that in fact, yes, I, I am an artist, that is who I am, you know, that's the core of who I am. Um, I'm a creative, um, I'm a healer. Once I claimed that and made that as my understanding of self, then things have always just presented themselves in front of me. I'm, I mean, right, it really, right. it, I don't want to make this sound too whatever, but there's a lot of magic that happens on earth. You know, we kind of think that, oh, it's got to be something, you know, but no, there's a lot. The, 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 the point of even being able to be here as a human is magical. It's magical yep. that you can have this. And so I, I, you know, one thing led to another. I just, I would get feelings, you know, you should take a class and I would take a class. And then that led to meeting different musicians, which then led to, you know, being able to record and, and, and yeah, it, it, it really, um, I just so what was the What was the, uh, the, I guess the moment. Um, so, so you're, you're going off of faith at this point. Mm-hmm. Very much. So, so where, <laughs> so what was the moment where it was, it, it actually basically manifested uh, and, and you saw, and you saw the reward, uh, mm-hmm. even if it was a small reward, you saw that, okay, yeah, this path, uh, th- these are, this, this is where the fruit is. And this yeah. is, this is where I'm, I'm heading. Yeah. It happened in stages. You know, I, I think every stage of the way there's a bigger revelation, but um, I think the very first thing for me is, is just when I, when I decided that I was going to go ahead and write music and record it. And mm-hmm. my my vocal coach at that time, she was really pushing me to record. And I didn't really understand completely why. <laughs> like she, she kept saying, like, I need you. You need to start recording this stuff. And I'm like, OK, so then you and I are going to listen to this. Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to put this on a tape and play it in the car? Like, what what are we talking about <laughs> recording? You know, I literally right. was not in the space of, no, this could be like a, a career. Like you will be a practicing artist, recording artist. And she actually passed away suddenly like the week mm. before I was supposed to record. Wow. And that was, yeah, that was a pivotal, major spiritual. I I felt her literally come to me and be like, it's time. Like when she passed, when I found out she passed, for me it was, you know, obviously it was very sad, but it it the first thing that I knew was like, wow, this is really going to happen. Like you're really gonna do something because if she's no longer here manifested as a human she can't guide you in that way but she can guide you in a much more powerful way now as a spirit guide and because i had done this spiritual work i believed in that and so her transitioning really to me gave me affirmation that she was going to become one of my angels and paul Paul, same thing. When he passed away, his his funeral was on my birthday. Wow. <laughs> and I remember being like, I have to attend a funeral on my birthday? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, you got jokes. Like, like this is mm-hmm. like something else. This is not just something bigger is happening here. And I just, so yeah, so that was a pivotal moment for me. And that's, I did, I started recording and that was my first EP that ended up being a result of that. And mm. that was... That was when, when that EP was finished and I saw the actual CD 
and cover yep. art and I was on iTunes and I was I was like, this is this is real, Kenya. This is real. So yeah, that was probably the most that was wow. that was the pivotal point. That's yeah. that's some deep stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So um well, I'm, I'm trying to think of, think of my other question after you said all that. I was like, wait a minute, that's deep. And I'm I thinking, of, I'm thinking back to that time. Deep. Yeah, I'm thinking the connections are, uh, you know, not, nothing short of profound. I mean, it's just, yeah. and that's that's where you know that everything has a purpose when you you have that guidance and yeah. um, things take on a profundity. And that's yeah. I think that that's where uh, the meaning and purpose of what you're doing sort of really comes out and you, you don't have any doubt about what you're doing. Exactly. And so that's why, yes, exactly. And that's why for me doing this, even in all the challenge and the rejection and because come on now, there's still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm saying all these beautiful stories, but listen, (laughs) the level of rejection, the level of tears, the level of frustration, um, impatience, yeah, obstacles, impatience, not, you know, understanding why certain things that I wanted weren't happening. One of the things that I remember that had me literally in tears, like cry- like sobbing, like hard <laughs> with mm-hmm. one of um, a musician I used to play with. I, I was fine. I, I knew it was time for me to get to another level musically, but I felt like I didn't have the right musicians to make that right. happen. And I was just so frustrated by that because it wasn't I mean I loved my musicians I thought they were wonderful but I knew that what it was gonna take (laughs) to really get this to the next level where like radio or touring or being booked at actual venues where I'm not carrying my own amp you know like actual (laughs) this this other level I knew that meant that I was gonna have to have a whole nother level of of community around me And it frustrated me because I had no idea what to do. Like, I'm like, I don't, how do I do that? I don't, how, I I can't get booked. It's not like I can pay these top musicians all this money because I haven't gotten to the point yet to get booked for those types of gigs. And I, and I was, I was crying with this other musician and he was on me even harder. He was like, well, I tell you what, you are not going nowhere until you get that next level. So <laughs> you, yeah, you're going to have it, to figure it out. It's difficult too when you have, um, you've built relationships, you know, you got friendships and all these things. And you know that even though you're friends with some folks, the business side, if if you're trying to get to another level, then you got to start playing with some other cats. Yeah. And, yep. and bringing in other people. And then that's, and that was course, really painful. Yeah. Like I lost, you know, I mean, for the most part, most of those musicians I'm still friendly with, but one of them, one of the main ones, we don't speak at all anymore. Right, and, right. you know, not because I chose that. Um, there was just, it just, we just couldn't get it. It just couldn't work. Couldn't anymore. develop a relationship outside of that. Right. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of hurt feelings in that. And yeah. um, so that was hard for me. So I, I say that to say that, you know, but I still knew because so much divinity was happening. (laughs) There were so many things that were happening that were in flow that I knew that while this is hard and this is a bit of a significant obstacle, it's actually that obstacle because the very, when I begin to learn how to move through it, it's going to propel me even further probably than what I imagined. And that's exactly what happened. Like that's Mm -hmm. once I really started getting still and, 
you know, for me, as you can tell, my, my, my spiritual life is, is it, it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is the, yeah. it is the it. And, um, it is what has allowed me to take risks and to take leaps in all kinds of parts of my life, not just music. Um, that I know there's no way if you left this up to Kenya, little mm-hmm. like human Kenya, she'd still be frustrated being, you know, doing just physical therapy, even though I enjoyed physical therapy, but I knew it wasn't all that I was supposed to do, but I had to, I had to trust something. But I think that's the thing. And I mean, you're going to hear the same thing when, when I, you know, talk about what I've, I've been through It's mm-hmm. the, the spiritual side, uh, there's so there's going to be fluctuations and uh, and I get not not chaos all the time, but there's going to be uh, movement and and diff and different like that's the best word fluctuations in your life, uh, and you got to have some type of foundation. Yeah. You got to have a solid rock to yeah. t- to to hold on to, and to be able to to have some some firm some firmness underneath you. Right. And you, you cannot find that <laughs> in the outer world. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you world. say that out loud? You you will not oh. have any foundation or solid oh rock gosh. in your outer world. The your only solid way, rock is not your best friend. It's not yeah. your mama. It's not. It's not it's in your human spiritual. Yeah. Con- connect connection to yeah. spirit. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. However, you need to navigate that. And I really want to emphasize this because I think some people take this, you know, and I've been talking about this more and I'm even starting to have some friendships that I'm shifting gears right now, mm-hmm. telling me they don't think they can be my friends because I'm talking more about spirituality and, and intuition. And, you know, okay, but this is what I know that why I don't feel anxious and why I don't feel like even in this 2020 and I've had some major, I'm not going to disclose, but some major personal things that mm-hmm. have happened. Um, and Will is aware of that, but I have never felt probably more peaceful than mm-hmm. I do right now. And that's not because of what, you know, this outerly, like you said, world thing that has happened or this material thing that I received. It's all completely based on a connection and a dance that I constantly do and constantly practice with what I choose as God and my ancestors and spirit, you know, that that's yeah. what is giving. And so as an artist, because we are the storytellers and <laughs> that means we're going to experience life on a whole nother kind of frequency because yeah. we've got to be able to convey the stories, mm-hmm. you know, so that people can feel more connected to themselves. You you said you, the last you said it in the in a quick way, but mm-hmm. so people can feel. Yeah, uh, we got to tell the story so that people can feel. Yeah, and most people are just you know ex- they're, they're just going through the motions of yeah. stories or their lives, mm-hmm. and you have to feel it in order mm-hmm. to really experience it and know it. And mm-hmm. that yeah, that's that was that's key. I, I think. Key. Also, the, another thing that you brought out is that um, and it's sort of crazy how uh, it's, it's, it may seem dichotomous <laughs> that we're talking about making money in the music business, which is a very business-oriented concept, and then we're jumping into some spiritual stuff right now. Right, right. But actually, that's that's the whole point, is that 
in order to actually make that uh, yeah. to to make money in the music business, yep. you got to connect on on that level because the music business. <laughs> I mean, you talk about something that has fluctuations. <laughs> oh my gosh! And on a drop of a dime, yes. like a lot. So like, don't even be getting warnings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, this is, and that was before COVID. <laughs> that was before COVID, right? So, so now yeah. it's it's. I mean, the music business has ups, downs, sideways. It it'll take you in a lot of different ways, yeah. and in order to to navigate. And to be successful, you got to be grounded. Yeah, that's it. The psychology of money and the psychology of finances and making money is always rooted in usually something in in this other frequency. (laughs) Yep. Um, And if you if you if you really want to understand those people who are content and fruitful in their wealth or in their and maybe not even wealth the way we understand it, but in their ability to financially live and don't have the worry. It's not really the money that's not giving them the worry. It's mm-hmm. it's the life that they've built. And that life is usually built on something, you know, that is higher than themselves. And so, yeah, I totally feel like that. I, there's no way that I would have the energy to do all the things that I do as an artist. And so, so yeah, so I mean, I know I've totally pivoted off, but I, I, but that's those that that's that was a journey, and you know, now I'm just really thankful that beyond singing, I'm I'm able to really do some other really cool things like this podcast, like coaching, you know, other artists, doing right. workshops, um, and still being able to, um, you know, not do maybe art related stuff you know and still have I still have the space to to just kind of do the things that I love in my private life and it's you know I couldn't ask I I, every day I'm just like really and (laughs) (laughs) you know um yeah it's it's there are challenges and again I don't want to like I think it's important to talk about that but um I think in the season we're in right now, I think people need to not just keep hearing the challenges. I think it's very important that we talk about the hope and yes. about, yeah, and about um, the patience and how how wonderful that can be, um, the stillness, how beautiful that can be as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, having this time right now to get still with your art, however you are doing it, if it's that you're reorganizing your business, if it's that you're rebranding, if it's that you're just trying to write some new music, it's a really, it's a gift to artists yeah. to be able to now have less distractions, um, you know, to do that. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, I know that was we're our, at our end. Our I know. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, though, just as advice, because you know, go ahead. This is our whole show, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that, and I didn't talk as much as I needed to, but along this journey, I had a ton of mentors. Yes. And um, really, have built a beautiful village, small, not big small um of people who literally i know that if i get off this recording right now and call and say listen (laughs) Mm -hmm. i got an idea 
what do you think? Like they will listen, they will give feedback, constructive feedback. They will, they will be right there. And so I encourage you as you are figuring this out, don't do this alone. Independent right. artist doesn't mean lonely artist. That that's not <laughs> right, right. independent is just the mindset of 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 freedom and your ability to craft and create according to your vision. But independent doesn't mean by yourself. Um, And so, you know, just please, you know, attempt to in this season to also um, keep building those relationships. I have had more people starting to reach out to me about doing coaching and I'm still available for that. I know that Will um, has got his class and he's around students all day. So he's, you are coaching in our next interview. That's, I mean, Will is, he is a, he is a um, facilitator and, and all of that. And so just definitely make sure, um, you know, if you go to our website, makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com, um, we now have both our links up, right? Yep. If you want to schedule both a consultation, my consultation, um, the initial one is free just so I can kind of get an idea of what you need and then, you know, either go for it or not. But don't, do this by yourself, yeah. okay? Because it's 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 too heavy. That's not why you came to do this. You didn't come to do this by yourself. So, yep. It? There's there's a a lot to be be gleaned from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but also mm-hmm. somebody else's successes, and that's that's yeah. the key. Is that you want to learn how to navigate and and learn what works for you, and exactly. and really the only way to do that is to to find out from other folks what what actually works so right what works and what doesn't and then just to have a a safe space to process that's important too so yeah well this was fun will yeah it was it was good you brought brought some (laughs) some uh some deep some deepness i you know what i'm a scorpio and you know we just Uh that's just how we flow like we can't be simple i I try it don't work it don't work nah but um, <laughs> but yeah, I will ha- include in the show notes. You, please, if you're not following me on IG or Twitter or Facebook, it's at Kenya M J Music. Please follow. Um, and the website is KenyaMJMusic.com. Um, so make sure you you can subscribe. And that's also Kenya M J Music, my YouTube. So subscribe to that channel because I'm doing some fun stuff there. And um, and I've been kind of mentioning this, and I'll keep mentioning it in 2021. Um, and I already have these workshop series, but we're going to, you know, move things over to Patreon so that you can just become a member and you can get these workshops and coaching and, um, every month you'll be proud of me. Will I officially have (laughs) eBooks? Yes, I do. And it's going to be the finding your voice singers bookstore ebook awesome. store so you can every if you're part of if you're a member you'll automatically get a book every month and there will be like a little bit of a book club discussion monthly on the book but um i finally have it i finally have it did praise it. jesus did it. so um yeah it, and it's really more as y'all can see I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, all right, now your next lyric should be. That's not what I do. That's, right. not, that's not my coaching. My coaching is about personal development. That's really what I'm doing. I will teach you the music business as well, but we're not going to get anywhere if you are not developing yourself. So that's what the books, the bookstore is really um, mostly on entrepreneurship, development, and personal development. And well, awesome. it's just... Awesome. That's it. 
All right, folks. Well, we will see you all next week for another podcast. And uh, this was good. It was fun. And next, the following week, Dr. Dun, Smith dun, will be dun, interviewed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who is this man? Who is this man? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So. All right, all right so. then. You guys take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.